Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Stories Worth Sharing. There are so many people we interact with in the world on a daily basis, whether it's our family or our friends or professors, coworkers, or even strangers, that we often forget that everyone is filled with interesting tales of beauty and joy and hardship with perseverance and humor and, most importantly, humanity. In an attempt to share some of those stories, I started this podcast, which will include different hosts interviewing different guests that they want to learn more about and then share those conversations with the world. The first podcast is an interview I conducted with my grandparents. We've always been very close, but it is hard to imagine them as anything other than grandma and grandpa. Hence, I wanted to interview them about high school and career life and the ups and downs of raising four children. In this interview, you hear my grandmother talk about what it was like to be a social worker during the AIDS crisis, my grandfather discusses being in the Navy during the Cold War, and hear both of them compare going to high school in the 50s to a beloved film classic. One quick thing, um, my grandfather is a little restless, so you'll hear him uh, like tapping the table throughout the podcast or moving around. Uh, you're not going crazy, that is in the recording. Um, it's just, it's part of his charm, so I hope that doesn't ruin the interview for you, because it's a really, really interesting conversation that I think you'll enjoy, especially if you know my grandparents well. So, I hope you enjoy the interview, and I'll be back at the end for an outro. So I just kind of want to start right off the bat, uh, what were each of your houses like as children? Yeah, you can okay. go first, Graham. Um, when I was a child, until I was eight years old, we lived in a two-family house right off of Walden mm-hmm. in Buffalo. I mean, pretty much in town. And we lived with my grandparents because, now this probably comes under the other one too, but um, my mom was divorced before I was born. I never even met, much less knew, my biological father ever. So we lived with my grandparents, and we lived for the first eight years till my mom remarried. We lived there. So it was like one of the row houses you see here all the time, Mm -hmm. two families just like that. Oh, cool. That's what that, that's... Was it like a duplex? Yeah. No, 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 it wasn't a duplex. It was an upstairs and downstairs. Oh, that's right, upstairs and downstairs, yeah. um, Well, you don't see them in Florida, but they're rampant here, especially in town. Mm-hmm. It's just two families, and we rented. My grandmother always wanted to rent. She mm-hmm. did not want to buy. <laughs> so we rented, and um, that was about it for the house. We had no TV. No TV? No Do TV. Do you have a radio in the center a of the family room? <laughs> where I sat on the floor with the radio listening to Inner Sanctum and all that. We did not have TV till well, till I was nine when my mom remarried, but we didn't have TV. Did you, uh, so it would have been just your mom and you because you're an only child, right? So mm-hmm. did you appreciate having your grandparents like so close since it was only you? I appreciated them. I cannot even tell you how much. Mm-hmm. They were uh, they were a factor in my life that just never, I never got over it. They were yeah. so important to me because my mom worked and my grandmother was home all day. She took care of me, basically. Mm-hmm. And... I can't tell you what they meant to me. They were they were like the fill-in parents, you know, and because um, my mom did work and she took buses. We didn't for a long yeah. time. We didn't have a car. Oh wow! We took buses everywhere, but the buses came all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was uh, very different. 
Mm-hmm. But you know what? We didn't know any different. I had a um, record player, the big yes. records, you know, and I thought that was terrific. Between that and the radio, I didn't really, mm-hmm. didn't really know. First TV I ever saw was we lived in a Polish neighborhood. Was one of my neighbors. Our neighbors had a TV, and we used to watch Howdy Doody. And <laughs> she also introduced me to bologna and butter sandwiches. And what a friend. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was really cool, but it was so very different. Mm-hmm. Unimaginable cool. for your generation, I'm yeah. sure. I, I, in order to like kind of understand it, I have to like reference different pop culture things I've seen or like stories you guys have told to like kind of get an image in my head. That's uh, pretty much the true image. That's cool. And you, Grant? Yeah. Well, I lived uh, with my mother and father, and uh, we lived pretty good all the years it was just me and Bob <laughs> and then uh, when I was how old was I about 12 when, uh, 12 or 13 when they You're came 13 years older no 11 years older than Butch and 13 years yeah so I remember those years being pretty good but then after after a while what happened was uh, when Butch was born and everything he was sick from the time he was born mm-hmm. he had uh, ulcerated colitis and uh, it wasn't too good then for oh, the next okay. few years, no. Did your parents stay together? They they weren't divorced, right? They they that no, they didn't stay together. Well, they they I was in the navy when they split up. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's kind uh, of rough. Yeah. It was rough. It was rough. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of already have went into this a little bit, but what were your parents like? I guess your mom, Grand. My my mom, um, my mom was. Very intelligent, mm-hmm. very independent. Um, she was really neat. She was really, um, she was loving. She was um, ambitious. Um, I don't know. I, you know, mostly the first years. Actually, my grandparents had the biggest influence on me because I was really? with them 24-7. Mm-hmm. I even went to their card club with them on Saturday nights. <laughs> um, but my mom was my mom was neat. She was never, my mother was never a terribly happy person, which was mm-hmm. unfortunate, but she she just wasn't. And but she was she was a good mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. She loved me and I knew it and um you know, we, we did pretty well. And my mom was young, so she went out. She dated a lot because my mom was very pretty. Mm-hmm. And she went out a lot and uh, almost married another guy. So basically, my life revolved around my grandparents. Do you have a, we do the next one too, do you have a most important lesson that either your mom or your grandparents taught Probably, you? Probably, even my mom and my grandparents definitely was how important your family is. Yes. Because... Which I know we pound that into your head all the time. Yeah, I was gonna say that definitely translated to uh, <laughs> me and my brothers. Well, it's it is. It's you know, as much as you might fight with them or disagree with them or whatever, when the chips are down and you need something, your family's gonna be there. Yes. And your family, keeping those ties and that bond is very very important. And my mom felt that way. My grandmother very much. She was one of ten, mm-hmm. so she oh was very. I know she had. Well, they didn't all live in Buffalo, but she had nine brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And so it that's probably the biggest thing. And, you know, there's not 
too many of us. We don't, we're not a big family. So mm-hmm. that's why it's kind of important. I want you guys to meet the rest of the family because we've always been close with Bob and the kids. So, okay. Cool. Okay. Well, what about you, Grant? What are your parents like? And then what did they teach you? <laughs> uh, <Anything? laughs> well, I did work with my father in the milk truck mm-hmm. all in the summers and on the weekends. And uh, we got along pretty good. And, you know, he was he was a hard worker. He mm-hmm. showed me a lot of hard work that went on and everything. And, uh, you know, so, but my, they, it was really, it was when, when I was younger, it was pretty nice around the house. But then when, the, when they had their hands full, you know, yeah. Butch being sick and then they had another one. So, mm-hmm. and so it, I more or less just, uh, Ate and slept there. That was about it. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. You didn't grow up in Buffalo, did you say where you grew up? No, New London, Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah. I know sometimes people will recognize like an accent from you. I know. <laughs> you know. After all these years, they still say, "Okay, where are you from in New England?" Right. Yeah, right. that's that's, that's so lot. funny. I still park the car. Still park. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it when you say that. That's funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that was about my tri- childhood, yeah. I want to start with Grandpa for this next question because I'm really interested. <laughs> Did you ever get into trouble as a child or teenager? Oh, every now and then a little bit. A little bit? Yeah. <laughs> I never told Did laughing. I ever tell you about the time my cousin had a party? No, I don't think so. Birthday party for herself. And she didn't, she didn't invite any of us guys from the neighborhood. She bought, invited these Coast Guard guys to mm. come to it. So we went down and... We wanted to go in. They wouldn't let us in, so we pulled them outside and beat on each other for a while. And then I got arrested for disturbing the peace. You got arrested? I didn't know that. (laughs) Were you in? Were you in jail for long? Or where? No, no, no. They, I was. They actually, what they did was they arrested. What did they do? The police car come by and got me the next day. Took me out to town hall, and then my folks had to come out and sign for me. Did you get invited to the next party? <laughs> Did they know now? My, my cousin still talks about that to this day. It turned out to be, she and her sister were the ones who were closest to closest yeah. so She was in the same grade high school I was and everything all the way through, all the way through school. But she, she didn't say too much about it. She was just <laughs> laughing. That's uh, Grandma, I know you were kind of a goody two shoes, right? I so. was, but I do have a criminal history. Ooh. I was six years old, and we were living <laughs> off of Walden, and I had my doll and my baby buggy and mm-hmm. a friend, there were two of us. And so we wheeled our buggies up to the corner store, and went in, and I proceeded to take a big package of M&Ms and hide them under my doll and go out the door. I'll uh-huh. never forget it. You talk about scared straight. Mm-hmm. So I went out the door, and of course, the owner, because that's when everything was neighborhood, came out and wasn't really thrilled and called my grandmother. <laughs> she was mortified, mortified that her granddaughter was a thief. <laughs> and But, I mean, he was just doing it to make a point. He didn't call anybody. But yeah. I was six, but, you know, I've never forgotten it. Never forgotten it. And my grandmother never told my mother. Never really? told her. My never. mother found out when I was grown and we were laughing about it. She never knew. My grandmother never. She never told on me. Because mm-hmm. I, 
was kind of spoiled. I, I was kind of a brat when I was young, and she never told never told on me. But that was my criminal history, and there it ended. Because <laughs> I could see it wasn't going to work out well. It's funny because I bet like I bet like the storekeeper like doesn't remember it at all. But it's it's like one of those memories that would completely stay ingrained in you. You know what I mean? It did. And like influence your whole personality. <laughs> well, it it influenced me as far as I never did anything like that again. Yeah. Never. And I, I mean, I could, my grandmother was six. She couldn't believe I did it then. She she was so mortified, and I felt <laughs> horrible. And I thought I'd get it. My mother would have. She would have killed me. <laughs> she never knew. <laughs> so that's it. You're right. I was a goody two shoes. You stopped after. You were scared straight at six, and, yeah. then, you were, and then you were clean. <laughs> then I, yep, I did. I, I walked the straight and narrow after that. So tell me about high school. Uh, Mom said that you graduated high school at 16 when I was trying to write up these questions. I didn't know that. I was 16. I turned 17 the week after I graduated from high school because I started first grade at five. I had turned five right. in May, and I started first grade in September. And you could do that way back then. Mm -hmm. So I was a year ahead of everybody in my class all the way through. And my friend Anne was too. She uh, Her birthday six weeks before mine. And so she was young too. But you could do that then. Mm -hmm. And so she's right. I was, but I turned 17 like the next week. Mm -hmm. So. And you guys have said before that um, the movie Grease it very much encapsulates what it was like going to high school in the 50s. Right? It's exactly what it was like. If you want to know, watch that and American Graffiti. That's what we did. We went to drive-ins. We all met up. Mm -hmm. You know, we each had dates in, in our very old cars. And then we'd meet <laughs> up at the drive-in. And then we would go down to the lake for the submarine races. You've heard of those, haven't you? Submarine races? No. Never heard of submarine races? Yeah. Ask somebody my age and they'll tell you. That's where you go down to the water's edge or down to, wherever you go down by the intercoastal. Go to the beach. And then you make out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was picturing like genuinely the submarine. <laughs> it's a euphemism, huh? Uh, yes, it definitely is. <laughs> that's how it was exactly. Just like in those movies. And we were pretty much that couple. I, I could see that. I yeah. Mean, I, yeah, he was the wild one, and I was like the goody two-shoes. I mm -hmm. was. I was. And it was an odd combination. <laughs> it was, but, yeah. Was. Would you describe it similarly, Grandpa? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty close, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I wouldn't... Actually, we met. Yeah, um, she was... I was going out with this other guy. I was uh, 15, almost 15. And I was babysitting, and Skip stopped by was for some. I met her when she was fourteen. Yeah, <laughs> well, he he was with Skip, and we met, and we were friends. But then we spent a summer, well, one summer, two summers. We went to the beach a lot, the two of us together, and then yeah, she was still going out with Skip. <laughs> she was still Not, Skip. You Skip was your boyfriend still. Well, yeah, he was, but. That kind of changed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was, I don't know. It sounds so, well, I don't know if I'd say innocent, but it does sound that way now compared to. It can, yeah. Yeah. It, um, that is literally the plot of Grease, like going mm -hmm. away for the summer and like falling in love. And was it, was she dating someone beforehand or had like other ties? Or she was new in town or something, right? She was new, yeah. yeah. And they met, and then, um, she, when they met, he wasn't 
like the bad guy when they met at you know the, during the summer and then when they went to school she discovered who he really was and <laughs> but he was crazy about it you know but it was that was it's just that that was how we were groups we well, knew that groups got together and yeah. we, had, we would go to the different houses and dance and eat and just play records and stuff no electronics, no anything. <laughs> you had to amuse each other with like conversation and music. <laughs> well, we did, and we did a lot of dancing and a lot of, you know, just mm-hmm. I don't know, just hanging out together. Mm-hmm. But that is how it is. If you ever want to know, and American Graffiti is like that too. I got to see that. But that's exactly. Do you is. have any uh, any like memories from high school that stick out? I was pretty mm, kind of in the background. I did. Um, I was on the school paper. I was the photographer, if you can believe that. <laughs> and cool. I, I took pictures of you know the games and events going on and stuff, and wrote things in the paper. Um, that was, I guess, about. I really wasn't that. Um, definitely not with the in crowd. Definitely <laughs> oh, not. There were a few of us that hung out together. Yeah. But definitely, we were not. You know, the, the popular kids and the. Golden couples, you see, because we had those. Um, I have showed you my yearbook, haven't I? If you have, it's been a long time. Oh, okay. We should we should look at that sometime, yeah. Yeah, you have to look at it. It's a, but there there isn't anything terribly memorable. The most memorable in high school was we moved to Florida. Well, we moved to Houston when my mom married, and we lived there for two years. Mm-hmm. Then we came back to Buffalo, and I went to. Fifth, sixth, or no, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade at St. Benedict's, right at Everett and Manningham. Then we moved to Florida, and I absolutely hated, hated the thought. And he moved the same year with his family, only we didn't know each other. And my friend Ann moved down with hers, and we met because she and I were in the dean's office. They didn't know what to do with us. They had they the two Anns. Two Anns said what to do with us. And, of course, that's a friendship that's lasted 63 years, 62 years. That's crazy. But the one thing after we lived down, I said to my mother, I'm, I'm not changing through high school again. I changed enough, and I don't do change well. And she said, no, you don't have to. Well, when I was a junior, my mom decided she was coming back to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, I'm not. And she let me and mom. We, I, I, we were really close, the two families. And anyway, they said I could stay with them mm-hmm. for at least my junior year in high school, you know, so my mom made up her mind what she wanted to do. My dad died. My stepfather died when I was 15. And so then my mom was kind of at loose ends, and she didn't know what she wanted to do. So, but I stayed, I lived with Ann and her family for about a year and a half. And it worked out really well. That's cool. And you guys are still friends today. Oh, yes, 62 years. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. And very good friends. We know the kind of friends where you don't see them for a talking hour, and then you do, and it's like you just did the day before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah, kind definitely. Of I get that with like uh, some of my high school friends that I catch up now, and even if we haven't seen each other for like a full year of college or whatever. Yeah, it, so. it's like just like yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I'm grateful for that because we've we've lived very different lives, but. Um, we've always stayed close, but yeah, that was that was the biggest thing in high school. And actually, it wasn't traumatic. I liked living with them because my mother was way stricter, <laughs> way stricter. <laughs> she was very strict. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 
So you guys met in high school. Grandpa, what was um, the proposal to Grandma like, marriage proposal? To Grandma like? Yeah. Probably pretty long and lengthy, was it? Really? <laughs> no. I was okay, going to say, you well, don't strike me as a kind of guy. <laughs> oh, yes. I know there's some... Uh, some <laughs> better shut the History. thing down. <laughs> well, Grant went in the Navy in the meantime. He went in the Navy in '58, mm-hmm. and um, he got out in '60. And then uh, we, of course, were together. But I went away to the University of Florida in September and was there for a semester. And then the second semester, I dropped out. And we got married in the end of February. And it wasn't, it was just sort of, we were going to get married. (laughs) It wasn't like a, because this is the next question I thought of, uh, it wasn't like a formal wedding at all? No. Not Uh, at all? (laughs) Unless you call a justice of the peace. Bob was the best man, his brother. Mm -hmm. Ian was my maid of honor. My mom was there. His mom was there. And Kay Duckworth, she was, that's Ann's mom that you know, I love it. And actually, when we got married, there was a picture at David's wedding of the two of us, and that was the day we got married. And I wore Kay's, it was a dress that I borrowed from Kay to wear oh. to get married. Yeah. And so there wasn't, no, that isn't too, not much of any kind of proposal or no, no formal wedding. No my, formal thing. Well, my mother wouldn't let us get married in the church until we were married 25 years before we got married in the Catholic Church. That's why she wow. insisted on a justice of the peace. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, she wasn't too. <laughs> That's kind of an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, uh, my mom specifically wanted me to ask this question. Uh, what's your trick to being married so long? How do you how do you put up with one one another? Well... I can tell you, it's not, we almost didn't, Clayton. When your mom was five in 1975, we split up. Well, in the meantime, when after Marianne was born, uh, my mom and I both went to junior college together, and we graduated together oh, from cool. junior college. Well, I could not, my mom went on and finished the other two years. I could not because it was just, we, we had three kids, and we were all very young, and Grant was working second shift, so I was going to school in the morning. So we finished that, and then I couldn't go back. But when your mom was five, um, Ramp had started his business, mm-hmm. and it was Pence. I mean, we were both, like, maxed out as far as what we could handle, because I had four kids, including Dodie, you know, mm-hmm. which was a lot to deal with. And so I decided to go back to school. And my mom said, you know, I'll help you out. She paid for it, and she also would watch the kids. And he and I were separated for six months. You didn't know that, did you? I think I did. Did you? Like, like you, did you break up, or were you just, like, in separate places? We were in separate homes. Separate homes. He had an apartment. I stayed in the house with the kids. And we were separated from March until August. And and it wasn't it wasn't all of either one of us, but it was um, we both were not happy. He was overworked, really. Mm-hmm. I was overwhelmed too, and I was not happy with myself because mm-hmm. I I had nothing marketable. I couldn't do anything. You know, I had nothing. So I went back to school and decided to take a social work course down to FAU. I graduated from the same school your mom did. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. And I started social work, and the first class, it's like, okay, this is for me, this is for me. And I went on and completed, well, it took me two and a half years. I was 34 when I graduated from college. Mm-hmm. The hard way. I do not recommend it. <laughs> do not recommend yeah. it. And that was way before computers. It was mm-hmm. index cards from the library with all your information. It was. I still use index cards almost too much. <laughs> no, but, well, that was the only option you had. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I, when I graduated, well, no, before that, we'd been separated for like six months. And we had seen a lot of each other. I mean, it wasn't like we didn't talk or anything. We did. And I guess what I'm trying to get to, the trick, it isn't even a trick. It's like we sat down and decided, did we want life together or not? Mm-hmm. Did did it matter enough for us to stay together or did it not? Mm-hmm. And we both decided it did. So we whatever we have to do to make this happen, we're going to do. And to say it's been smooth sailing would be lying because it <laughs> hasn't. <laughs> but... When you decide this person is more important to you than anything in the world and you don't want to lose them, then you figure out how to not lose them. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I think these kind of things are like really important to talk about because, um, at least me, it was like, like, oh yeah, you guys are rock solid. You've never been. It makes, it like puts the relationship on a pedestal that is almost unachievable. Do you know what I mean? Definitely unachievable. (laughs) So then like hearing about, um, kind of the ups and downs of a relationship there were a lot of downs Clayton we there really were and a lot of it when we have a child with a severe handicap your primary focus it has to be that child and it's very hard on the sibling but it's hard least of it on your mom but Marianne and Debbie it was it was hard I I admit that not there wasn't a lot we could do about it but it was harder on them Mm -hmm. and we had, well, actually, I don't know if that old was still there when you were around, but there was a hole in our kitchen door that I kicked in. Oh, wow. <laughs> and my mother was so funny. When we separated, she was like, Mom, are you going to be okay? Are you going to be safe? Now, Ken's not going to do anything. I said, Mom, if anybody has a temper fit, it'll be me. It will yeah. be him. And it was me. <laughs> so, no, it, you're right about that, though. People think that you've been married as long as we have that oh gosh life is just great it yeah. was not it was very difficult at times mm-hmm. but like I said if you want to be with this person really and that's what you do mm-hmm. that's basically the secret yeah <laughs> no big secret it's no pretty good secret. it's pretty good secret <laughs> <laughs> okay so moving into some more fun stuff uh where have you traveled do you have a favorite place to visit now I know we're moderately big fans of Disney World. Anyone, <laughs> anyone, who, <laughs> anyone who knows anything about our family would know that. Um, but yeah, do you guys have like a favorite place you've been to? Well, that's probably probably most of our really terrific memories are Disney World. Yeah. But Gatlinburg was another one. Oh yeah, Gatlinburg. We had uh, yeah. we had a lot of really great vacations there and and you were in several of them like the millennium but you were only 18 months old yeah (laughs) a year and a half but we had some really great vacations and Gatlinburg grandpa and I were never big like oh my god I can't wait to go to Paris we just aren't I know you are and your Uh, mom oh my god your mom is but we never were and when we had a chance to get away 
we just got in the car God, and we what? left right. and we didn't care where we went as long as we weren't alone. Yeah. That's, That's so cool. My mom would stay with the kids. Yeah. And because physically Dodie was a lot of work, but emotionally she was a sweetheart and she was so easy to get along with. Yeah. Um, she she just was. And my mom did keep her alive. And if you're talking about I know you had down here about favorite vacations. Yeah. Yeah, included in that. Well, the one that, I mean, the ones with you guys, I'd say Disney was probably on, and we went there with our kids a lot too. Mm-hmm. But when Grandpa and I were separated, we decided it was August that we would get back together. He would move back in. He had an apartment, and, and he would move back in. So then we borrowed $800, and we took Marianne and Debbie and Trisha, your mom, your mom was five and a half, mm-hmm. And Marianne was 11, Debbie was 13. And we would go away for about 10 days. And my mom kept Dodie. She kept her. She and Father Pat kept Dodie a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. she they added a lot to her life. And so we, the five of us, we had never been away for any length of time, just the five of us. Mm-hmm. And we could concentrate just on those three kids. We had a ball. We went to Opera Land. We went to Six Flags. And your mom was a hit. Everywhere we went where there was oh, a yes. show, yeah, your, your aunt will mention it. Yeah, this is where I heard this yeah. story. <laughs> they would pick your mom to come up on stage. Yeah. And it was, it just, we just had such a good time, the five of us. The best time, and yeah. we went to Gatlinburg. We ended up in Gatlinburg. Well, we went away a couple times by ourselves. The first time in 1976. Yeah, that was just you and I. But I mean like a family. Yeah. And we've had many family vacations, but that one will always be special mm-hmm. because, and then we had, we only had enough money. We could stay overnight, one more night, and we let the kids float on it. We could stay one more night or, and then we'd have to get in the car and drive straight home, which was what, 14 hours or some ridiculous <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, we could do it back then. we could then head home <laughs> and stay on the road and split it up. Well, all the kids want to stay. I'm they sure, all wanted yeah. to stay, so we stayed another night, and I mean, we drove home on fumes and a wing of a prayer, but it was one of the, it, to me, it's one of the most memorable vacations we ever had, because, of, I don't know, we were just like a normal family, you know, and plus, we had just gotten together, so we were still pretty friendly. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did, so was that the first time you had been to Gatlinburg, and then did that kind of like spark? Um, no, the first time we went, you and I went, didn't we? I think it was you and you, didn't you and I go the first time, you know, when I No, I don't think you did. We had the kids? Yeah. Yeah, we never went alone. I know you went with your mother that time. Uh, yeah, my mom mm-hmm. took me one time for a week, and that was, she thought I needed to get away. And Grammy Teller and Grandpa Joe came uh, and stayed with the kids, which they hated. <laughs> she was difficult anyway um no i guess that wasn't the first time that we went with them but we always like to go back i guess it's you know you have a place that is a happy memory and you go back is that the same thing with disney you just had like one really good family vacation that you kept going back and keep making um, memories actually we had many when we started going well we went first in 71 it had opened with still tickets. 
<laughs> we had tickets. Right. And we couldn't afford to stay. Overnight. Overnight. <laughs> Even back then it was like ridiculously <laughs> expensive. <laughs> well, we were ridiculously broke. Mm. And so we went for the day. Actually, my mom kept Dodie and your mom for the day. And we went for the day and came home. But then after that, and we were driving through the contemporary, we were on McMahon. Monorail going through. We yeah. said to each other, one day we're going to stay here. <laughs> no. And we did. And then we used to go at Christmas, and they had the Christmas concert in the Magic Kingdom. Well, it was only the Magic Kingdom. Yes. And they had the Christmas concert in Magic Kingdom. But the early part of December was empty. Yeah. That's empty. really, that's so weird thinking of it I now. Know. I know. This is a long time ago. We used ago, to go up about the 10th, right around that 10th or the 15th. Yeah, and it would and be, yeah. It was empty. And then he and I, well, twice we took Dodie. One time, which I think this was really nice, Dodie's oh, class yeah. was going to Disney World and they needed chaperones. I was working. Mm-hmm. And so Grant went. And he was... Yeah, I had a big van with a lift in it to lift her up. Yes, down. yeah. I remember that. Do you mm-hmm. remember? I don't remember it, but I remember you guys talking yeah, about it. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, he that... died before you were born, honey. Oh, okay. <laughs> he died in 89. Okay. Yeah, I was. I don't even know if I was a thought then. <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> yeah. But her whole class, there was only, uh, it was about eight or nine kids. Yeah. I took some in the van and the other people drove. And then and, he stayed there with them and... It was good. It was good for him, and it was yeah. good for her. The, the kids were so close. I mean, they were so happy all to be together. It was and unreal. so appreciative yeah. of everything. Because at that time, there was a special school, one special school, and mm-hmm. all the kids went to it, which I personally think is a good idea, because they, they all have something in common, you mm-hmm. know. But they were so thankful and so appreciative for everything that people did. It was... It was amazing. It was. But it was, yeah, he. he yeah, and I met really, a lot of nice people. You know, there was a lot of, not necessarily parents going along, but there was a lot of chaperones that mm-hmm. went and handled the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, she went to Epcot too. Epcot actually, this was back before they had any real, really wheelchair. Yeah. Well, it wasn't wheelchair friendly. Few oh, places so were, but they, yeah. On yeah. But then Epcot, we went to that. That was a little more wheelchair friendly. They yeah, had cars right. that the back opened and you could wheel. Oh, wheel nice. Yeah. So we, you a, and I just took her up one time. We one time, the three of us. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was it was so fun. And this, well, I don't know if I'm going to tell you, but it's a, it's a cute story. We were going to eat in Germany, and Dodie decided she wanted to eat in Germany. So, okay, so, of course, we were standing in line and standing in line and standing in line. So finally, they took us in because of the wheelchair. They, you know, we did get preferential treatment. We get in, we got our water, and we're sitting there. And I'm reading her the menu because she really didn't read very well. And she said, "Mama, I don't like any of this, Mom." <laughs> <laughs> so we got up, <laughs> and of course, people looked at us like, "Oh God!" They looked daggers at us. We got up and we said, "We have to leave," and we left. And <laughs> I never got it because she's like, let's go get a hamburger. I know. Let's go get a hamburger. I don't like any of this stuff. Let's read that door. Anyway, that's beside the point. That's just a funny. That was my exact same reaction to German food. I was like, yeah, I, I want to try food from everywhere. And then when we were in Germany, I like had their sausage and I was like, mm, not for me. Well, well, she thought so too. I don't know exactly why, but then when we actually, I actually read her the menu and she was. <laughs> sausage with sauerkraut and whatnot. Uh, yeah. Anyway, 
So, Grant, uh, transitioning a little bit, what was uh, the Navy like for you? You've alluded to it so far, but do you have, like, a story that you tell in your time of service? Uh, it was actually, I was I was good duty for me because I was mm-hmm. in air conditioned refrigeration, and I didn't have to, you know, everybody was standing four on and four off, and I was standing four and 28. <laughs> You know, so it was a good, good, mm-hmm. yeah. And we did, uh, I mean, it was, I did see quite a few of the, of the world, you yeah. know, because I went to France and Turkey, Naples. I was all over the, you know, whatever. I got a snowball with the Parthenon. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> what about Is that the, all he brought you back? <laughs> you got a scarf from oh, Istanbul. No, I did get a scarf. Now, okay, you got more to tell about No, it. no, that's about it. Oh, come no, on. you're not. You have so many good stories. This I'll is, tell it if you don't. This is why thinking about the stories you would tell me from the Navy and not remembering all the like nuanced details is what made me want to like do this podcast. So the no brig. pressure. Uh, the, the brig. brig. I did a week in the brig. Yeah. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Elaborate. Well, I first went aboard the ship. We came down from Norfolk. It pulled in, and we came down to get on her. Mm-hmm. There was a whole gang of us. So I was in I division, which they put you in to. Like, decide where they're going to put you mm-hmm. well it was coming up on a weekend and i said geez i'd like to go home so he said well let's talk to the guy me and this other guy so we went up and we talked to him and he says yeah pay me and i'll sign you in you'll be all set and you know he says you won't have to worry about anything I said, okay <laughs> well we get back and the first thing he got me is missing from you know aol aol <laughs> not aw no oh, aol 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 he would come home to see me yeah. when he could. And so go ahead, continue. So, so I went started. before the captain. Was, there was a new captain, and he gave me a week in the brig. <laughs> what is the brig? Is it like... The jail. It's like the jail. <laughs> do you have to, like, do, like, cleaning services or something, or do you just sit in like, a jail cell? Uh, we did. We What happened when we pulled in the, into Mayport? We one of They opened up They opened up a wrong valve. And they had 46 feet of water in the engine room. Oh, my God. And the only way they could get it stopped was when it got even with the outside. Mm. So much pressure on it. Yeah. So uh, that's, we, they sent us down there to clean all the pipes of asbestos. Mm. <laughs> Great duty. Oh, was asbestos. That was before the days that they knew. Yeah. But uh, other than that, we didn't uh, do mm. we didn't do much. Do you uh, appreciate it looking back, being able to, like, see the world in that I'm, I'm sure that isn't the ideal way to see the world but no it wasn't the ideal way to see the world but of course i wouldn't have seen any of it anyway you know <laughs> yeah, without a little it. bit i did yeah <laughs> but yeah mostly it was concentrated on the bars <laughs> the bars <laughs> well that's part of the fun of traveling i wouldn't know <laughs> and Grant did run a slush fund in the navy what's that a slush fund, it's basically a betting. Oh. Like a bookie. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Gambling? In other words, you well, loan. You loan. No, it ain't gambling. Oh. It's loaning. It's shocking. It's uh, being. A, I loan people money. I loan them $5, and then they give me 7 back at the payday. Oh, okay. And so, or if they borrow 10 I mean, they give you 14 back and stuff like that. I'm sorry. It's loan sharking. Yeah. Loan sharking. <laughs> but uh, there, was, there was a lot of that, yeah. Yeah. Well, Grant, in all fairness to him, he sent all of his money but $10 into his mom. Oh, because that's Because his nice. dad had left by then, and he left her with nothing, and she had no education, no marketable mm-hmm. skills. And so he sent, Bob did too when he was yeah, married, he did they both sent uh, virtually all of their paycheck home to their mom. 
So, I mean, that should get in there because that's... Yeah. You did do a lot of nice things. Yeah. He never nice mentioned stuff. them, but he did. <laughs> nice stuff and uh, some fun bar mountain. He manages to have fun wherever he is. got to do yeah. both. Well, um, I remember one night I was on watch and we were going out of Norfolk and the Saratoga ran into a German freighter. And the mask of it was laying on our flight deck, and we killed two people on the German freighter. Like you ran into it? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's one of these things, like, I don't know how that They happened. had it plotted 21 miles away. Nobody turned, though. <laughs> That's not too smart, is it? No. This is, um, I don't know if this is related, but I was thinking, it's not on here. I was thinking of this. You guys lived through, like, the Cold War and the Red Scare, right? I don't know. Fifties would have been high school, so I don't know how much you paid attention to that. Like McCarthyism. Um, well, if that was a big deal. The bomb shelters, yes. people took that very seriously, yeah. mm-hmm. and there were drills. Then it wasn't gun violence. They were always worried about Russia dropping a nuclear bomb. On. That was the big scare. Yeah, and they did. I don't think I don't see how you can ever be prepared for nuclear bombs. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, yeah. oh, that's ridiculous. But we would have to get under the desk and, you know. But that was a lot of people took that very seriously mm-hmm. and had bomb shelters built and food, yeah. you know, stacked up. And it was, no, we didn't, I mean, it wasn't a focus of our everyday life right. by any means. Mm-hmm. But it was very real. It was just it was. something that we knew was going on and we never thought about a nuclear bomb hitting us, really. Not, we were too busy. <laughs> <laughs> While we were in the med... We always had a Russian trawler following us. Was, following you? Yeah, Russian trawler. Hmm. Spy ship, they called it. Hmm. Keeping an eye on us. And then did like, you guys follow them, and it was just kind of like the things? No, well, no. We'd, we'd turn real fast and try to run them over. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. they did have uh, accidents. They did uh, have different things that you know mm-hmm. people don't know about. Yeah. They had a lot of airplane accidents landing on the ship. Yeah. That yeah. missed the... Oh, yeah. 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 They what? How many? We probably used to, I said we'd lose two or three pilots a month. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. this is like the American Navy. Yeah, American, I was I thought Saratoga, yeah. I don't know, Saratoga, yeah. Saratoga, yeah. I seen one day. They landed on it and they would miss. If they missed, they ended up usually in the water. Yeah, yeah. The, you see when they bring a plane up, they hook it up to the cat caterpillar. Mm-hmm. Well, this when you hook it up to the caterpillar, they sent the guy right off where he had a chance to get his engines running. We ran right over the top of him. Oh, my God. They had a lot of stuff going on up there. Every, they were trying to, like, be the best technologically, <laughs> and then we're probably putting human lives weren't as high of a priority as they should have been. Uh, yeah. uh, no, we, we had one plane. We were leaving for the med and pulling out of New York when we were flying our planes, and one blew off, blew up right off coming in. Mm-hmm. We just kept going. They sent some other ships out to look for them. But, yeah. But it was quite an interesting. It was always something going on. <laughs> Stayed interesting. Yeah. There wasn't even a war. <laughs> yeah. Those were peace times, quote unquote. Um, yeah. So, Graham, you mentioned that you worked as a social worker. I did. I so Before I could get my degree, I did an internship. And I did it at St. Mary's Hospital, and I knew that I wanted to be a hospital social worker. I absolutely loved it. I did it for six months, 
And as it happened, the girl in the office, there were only two social workers, but one of them was getting married and she was leaving. So you met Marie. Marie was the Marie and Dee that came a couple years yes, ago. Yes, yeah, okay. I remember. When and you say the names together, I remember. <laughs> yeah, she, was, she was my boss. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that agreed to let me do the internship there. Mm-hmm. And so she hired me. And I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I think it's funny because Ryan asked me about that too. I didn't think he even realized. He said, you must have been the only one with AIDS. And that yeah. was probably, the, my job was primarily problem solving and discharge planning. But, or anything that came up, like homeless people in the emergency room, anything, any problems like that. But in the early 80s is when the AIDS epidemic started. Yes. And nobody really knew what this was. Mm-hmm. And it part of the problem was it spread rampantly because people thought it was a gay disease. Well, gay, straight, I don't care what you call or ethnicity, you're human. Mm-hmm. And if a human can catch this, you can catch it. Yeah. You know? And they didn't know how it was transmitted. They really didn't understand at all. That's how it got in the blood supply. It got in the blood company's yeah. blood supply. A lot of people died from it. And yeah. they just knew so little about it. The first time I ever saw it on a chart, I remember the doctor had written A-I-D-S and I had no idea what it meant. And that was in the early 80s. And that was probably the biggest thing going on while I worked. Yeah. Um, the rest of it was regular, like we had the nursery to deal with and we had a kidney dialysis unit to deal with. But I loved it. I worked there a little over nine years, and then Dodie was getting, she was just getting to where I needed to be home. Yeah. I had to be home. So I quit. And then I went back to work three months after she died, which was way too soon. I should have never done that. Um, at Wellington Hospital, which was out west of town. And I loved that too. I was the only social worker there, the small hospital. Mm-hmm. And I really, really loved the job. And it was, Grant used to just come oh, away from Dodie and I would come away from the hospital. But you know, you, I mean, you have to figure out how to do it, but, and you cannot take it all home with you, you know, because you're not going to mm-hmm. function. But I loved it. I just loved it. I really, and the hardest things I ever did was give that up. I really didn't want to. But, you know, things happen for reasons and it wasn't the end of the world. Mm-hmm. But I did, I, I don't know, social work, I was going to be a nurse. And social work was just, it was perfect for me. It's what I loved. I loved doing it. What do you think about it made it click for you? Was it too hard to kind of articulate or? No, well, actually the first course, there was a, a professor at FAU, uh, and he was also a professor at one of the other colleges, because FAU wasn't that big at that time. And he taught this social work class. He was only, there were three um, six-hour like it was six hours a week, and he there were three different social work courses. The first course I took, and I knew right off the bat this is what I wanted to do. And the one thing which you probably understand, even in engineering, you've heard of systems theory. Uh, no, I haven't. No, okay. Systems theory it can apply to engines, it can apply to people, it can apply to families. Systems theory is where. Everything works in unison. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. And if one 
is not functioning right, then it throws up everything else. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a situation where you, you aren't coping well or the people around you aren't or you know think you're very very unhappy you cannot change people around you but you can change you mm-hmm. and if you change you it forces change in others whether they like it or not mm-hmm. and I never forgot that because you know how a light bulb goes off all of a sudden mm-hmm. I thought well that makes a lot of sense stop trying to change people <laughs> you know just mm-hmm. concentrate on what you want to do or what works for you and if it's meant to be other people will respond if it's not they won't but and then once I did the internship once I started doing that it was like yeah this is what I want to do so I guess that was I don't know if it's a light bulb but I just everything changed for me when I went back to school it's what I should have done I just you know feel like you just Really, you just don't. You're just nobody. You know, you can't do anything. Tried to get a job, nothing more. But I mean, I couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And that is not. That's why I have empathy for people who don't have opportunities because you really. Yeah. Sometimes it's not your fault. People mm-hmm. always always make the argument where it's like, well, they just lazy watching TV oh, yeah, at home. They, it's they like they just every... sit on their butts. Yeah. Believe me, Clayton. I learned. I learned so much being a hospital social worker, and people are not. Like that. The bulk of people are not at mm-hmm. all, and they don't want to be like that. And circumstances for people living like on the edges of middle class, lower middle class, one illness puts them behind the eight ball, mm-hmm. you know. And it's very easy to judge. And these people don't want a free ride, they really don't, yeah. but they can't, you know, they can't find their way out of it. I mean, they don't have the opportunity to. So it's very easy to judge these people mm-hmm. because, you know, and you hear it. I, I get very annoyed when I hear people say, well, they just lay around and, you know, yeah. they live off the system. Well, and believe me, people on Medicaid, and I know that very, very well because we have dealt with a lot of them, they are not living the high life. <laughs> no. They are not, Clayton. They are, it's, it's, I don't know what people think or how great this could be, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not, and there was a you know, and we also had the nursery. We took turns because there was a lot of children that were born and they were addicted. Yeah, that's when the drugs started yeah. with babies. We didn't have that big a thing, believe it or not. But these babies were born addicted, and then of course they were removed from their parents by HRS, and when you had an angry parent, it was that was not fun. But anyway. I learned a lot of empathy and to definitely, I never was terribly judgmental, but to never judge people. I definitely think that kind of attitude trickled down to uh, my mom and her sisters and then down to us. So Well, I hope so. You know, sometimes I'm just like mom and Graham and I think, well, I don't know if I'm having any impact on them. <laughs> but yes, you know, and as annoying as we all can be, Nobody is judgmental, and they are not. They are, they are decent, kind people. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes difficult. But <laughs> Everyone's difficult. <laughs> but they're, they, I hope so, because I wanted, I wanted them to get that. Cause, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think 
you, you're better off drinking that one. Yeah, definitely. Grant, do you want to talk? I didn't write it down, but do you want to talk about your uh, shop at all or running your own business? Because that, that was always super cool to me, hearing about stories like that as a kid. Tell them how you started off. I was working as a machinist. Mm-hmm. And I started off my business. I saw an ad in the paper. The guy had some machines down there, and he had a place to rent. So what he did was he made me a deal. I rented the place for $100 a month, and I rented the machine. Every hour I used it, I paid him $2. Mm-hmm. So that's the way it did. And I that did. That was, he was. Yeah, very, and I was a nice guy, yeah. And, and so he owned, the, the building was bigger, but I just had a little big back half of it. Mm-hmm. Tell him who was in the front half. Girl made purses was in the front half. And Grant used her phone. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> That's funny. So anyway, I did that, and uh, then I got in with a couple people, and it finally went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, then I ended up buying his machinery. Then I ended up buying his building, and <laughs> that's how it went. Yeah, yeah, but he was very complimentary. Oh, yeah. He said yeah. he knew he knew Grant was gonna make it, and. Yeah. Nobody gives you that kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was... Uh, I mean, it was really nice. He had yeah. money, and he saw, I guess, something. And, and yeah. Because, you know, who says, oh, we'll keep track of your hours and just let me know. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's pretty trusting. Mm-hmm. But he did. He never, yeah. So he did. we got our first big contract. First big contract I got was $100,000, and it was just me there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, mm, maybe okay, I should hire more people. I came down and helped you. Right. He taught me how to... Do the drill press. Well, oh, cool. Yeah, it was cool. Well, I had a friend of mine that I worked with, and he I asked him if he wanted to come to work. He says, how about if I'm are you a partner? I said, that's good, too, anything. <laughs> he was a great wow. guy. You yeah. would have loved Brad. Brad was an atheist. Yes. But he was, I don't know if I've told you, but I think mm-hmm. I have. He was the nicest. most Christian person you've ever wanted. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kind. And same thing, not judgmental, just an all-around terrific human being. He did not believe in general religion. Yeah. That's crazy. But he lived it. Mm-hmm. He lived to be 90-some years old. Yeah. 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 And your, uh, your shop ended up, you had one in Florida, and then you, you got one up here, right? Because I remember visiting one. Yeah, I did get Florida. one up here, and we did work for the Florida plant. But I probably shouldn't have bothered. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. we probably could look back and yeah. make some mistakes. But we ended up with the house. That's how we ended up up here mm-hmm. was with the Delwood house. And because, well, your aunt wanted to move back. And mm-hmm. so then your mom had to quit her job to stay with David. So we had the house and, and my mom was going to, oh, my mother, but she was really working. <laughs> and so then we decided to keep it. Mm-hmm. And we thought, okay. Because we always were going to leave Florida. I never wanted to stay in Florida the rest of my life. Yeah. And so that's when we came up here, and that's how we met. We saw a little ad, and that's how we met Bob Metzger. Yeah. Did yeah. In Florida. Yeah. And then, of course, we all, that, the rest is history. <laughs> this is where I started, like. <laughs> yeah. You remember. Recognizing yeah. people and knowing things. Yeah. that. Cool. So, bit of a transition now into. I guess this is kind of a unique question, but I was curious. Uh, what's your favorite thing about the holidays? We talk a lot about the different traditions we developed. I think my best holidays was when uh, we were all get together like we went to David's. Yes, that was so fun. Uh, yeah. I we, and, that yeah, and I liked it. We used to generally, yeah, we went away a couple Christmases, didn't we? Up to Gatlinburg. 
We I remember one of them, least, yeah. We were there, well, you were too little then, with for the millennium. Yeah. When it changed over. 2000. When yes. the centuries changed. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that, though, I think. Do we? Oh, my God, you were young. But you were, you were always extremely smart. Uh, so you probably do. And we went up there and met my brother and them one mm-hmm. And one then person. we went with uh, Grammy and Poppy. Yeah. We well, guess we went up there three three, three Christmases. Oh, maybe I remember one of the later ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did a couple earlier ones when David was like 10. Yeah. With Bob and Dan and Darren and yeah. Donna. Yeah. And so, yeah. And we did that last one where we went down with uh, David and it all went down. Remember that one we did a couple of years ago? Three. When, yeah, when we all went down to David, you mean at Christmas time? No, I meant when we went down to... It, was, it wasn't Christmas, it was... Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this is a holiday. Uh, yeah, holiday. But, and traditions, when you were little, you still love, you know, traditions were huge. I did, And they yeah. are with me, too, and I like to see that, because you'll continue them, all of you will. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Christmas, I love Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really loved the trip to David's. Yeah. That was nice. I did like that. Yes, I did. It was fun. That was fun. I know Ethan and Ryan, I think, more so were a little skeptical. They are now, but <laughs> it was fun. We had a good time. We were all together. That's the what's holidays nice. Is, yeah. It's just a whole attitude and environment mm-hmm. during the holidays. But I do love what we do together, and I love establishing the traditions that we have. Mm-hmm. I, uh, Never was particularly religious, so I always associated Christmas with, most importantly, the tradition of like all of us being together, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's like what I looked forward to, and the gifts when, <laughs> when yes. you're a kid, well, of, course. But, of course. But you know, you're, you'll carry that on in your life. Yeah. yeah. You will. You will. Yeah. Well, you know we're holiday people. Yeah, we, we are. are. I am too. Yeah. Yeah, Francis too, actually, he's very much a holiday. Person. I used to close the shop down every year from... Couple of days before Christmas till after New Year's, everybody oh, that's so got nice. paid off. I would yeah. love to have that when I was working like minimum wage jobs. Uh, I know that would be. Yeah. Is Christmas your favorite holiday, or do you like Thanksgiving? It's. Ooh. Yeah, oh I think. Uh, um, I think I, Christmas is. I have to say, Christmas yeah. is my favorite. Thanksgiving yeah. is right up there, though, because all we do is be together and eat, yeah. yes, and talk and laugh. Because you know, when they're all together, which I love. We do a lot of laughing, and we do, one yeah. of the things we did together that I really loved was the escape room, and I know Grant and I didn't really do that much, but we both enjoyed watching all of you work together, and you were determined, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to get up, and we loved that. That was when you all just, you just got so into it. Yeah, it was it was fun. I remember like Aunt Mary, like our whole family's super competitive, but Aunt Mary was like really needed to get out and Ryan was kinda like messing around and I don't know. We we have always been a family of like laughter and we kind have, of silliness. And, and that's important. It really it it really is. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and we want you to know that even when you get older you have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, life doesn't end in, in till it's gone. Yeah. Right up till then, you better live it. I agree. And do escape rooms. <laughs> That's what living life is. <laughs> it was. It was just so fun watching, you know, all because you all were so serious and so into it. <laughs> In a Harry Potter escape room. But yeah. <laughs> uh, what is different about growing up today compared to when you were a child? So we kind of touched on um, how high school is different and whatnot, but do you have like a more overarching thing? Yes, I do. <laughs> um, 
I think one of the biggest things is freedom. And I know today it seems like kids have freedom, but they don't have the freedom we had. I could get on my bike and I could ride, oh, I don't know, five miles, go somewhere either by myself or with a friend. Nobody ever bothered you. I took city buses everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I do believe life was simpler. It's not necessarily that it was better and, and this is bad. It's not. Mm-hmm. They they're both have their place. But I think it was, first of all, we didn't have the drug epidemic that we have now. Yeah. Beer, drinking beer, you were wild. That was a wild, <laughs> Gramp was wild. And that's really all he ever did was drink beer and roll yeah. up cigarettes in his T-shirt. Just like they do in Greece. You with me? Oh, did they do that in Greece? Oh, yes, they do. Uh, but I, I think sometimes it's harder. We didn't expect so much. Kids played a lot. Yeah. And like we, we played cops and robbers and cowboys and Indians, and we never thought of killing anybody. It was no. a game. You know? yeah. It was just fun. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think I do think it was way less dangerous than it is now. And I think the drug epidemic has a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. We did not deal with that. Do you think maybe it's because now, so like the news is just in our pocket at all times? Yeah, right. Do you yeah, think that's not good, yes. Do you think it's just that maybe um, growing up you weren't as aware of maybe some of the dangers? Or do you think it was legitimately safer? Well, I think probably a little bit of both. I think we probably weren't aware one thing that we were all naive about was the amount of abuse, child abuse that went on, yeah. especially in the church. Nobody nobody was aware of that, and this won't weigh that. Mm-hmm. But I do think it I do think it was safer. I mean, when I was in second and third grade, I went to a Catholic church, St. James in, in um, Kensington, I believe. I took a city bus, Clayton. I was six and seven years old, and I got on a city bus, wow. took it to school. Never thought a thing about it. And and you know, I don't think my grandmother did either or my mom. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's some both. I'm sure things I know things went on because human beings haven't changed. Yeah. And I know that there were a lot of gay people. Well, two of my grandmother's siblings were my Aunt Helen and my um, Uncle Gordon and my Aunt Helen, but they were the nicest, nicest people. And my Aunt Helen left money to my four kids when she died. And we were close, but, you know, not that close. But she did. They were just... But, of course, that wasn't talked about. Yeah. I, you know, that... You know, <laughs> no, we just did not talk about it. Gay people didn't start to exist in no, 2000. No, because... <laughs> you know. But if you think about it, human behavior hasn't changed. It hasn't. You know. But I do think it's right on both counts. There were things going on, and I'm sure there was a lot of, like... Yeah. Physical abuse, domestic violence. Yeah, there was a lot of, of that. I think. I'm yeah, sure there was that. that we weren't aware of. Yeah. But as far, but I also think it wasn't like in the grand scope of things, it was a safer environment than it is now. I do, I do believe that. But yeah. you're right. I you think too. I think too. You know, I think back, and I mean, I was even in uh, Quaker Hill when I lived up in Quaker Hill. I mean. We went. I go out, leave at ten o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning. I wouldn't be back till five at night on my bike and doing yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know. we did that all the time. Yeah, and I, I did it too. We, I rode my bike everywhere, and yeah. we just went off on our own. Yeah. And that was before malls and stuff, though. We didn't yeah. have malls. We had 
local shopping. And, uh, That's yeah. cool. We didn't have the different. entertainment. We didn't have no, no gadgets or anything. And you know? no constant social media. Yeah. yeah. There's a downside to that. Yeah, I, I try to avoid social media because I see the effect it has on, not so much my friends, but like maybe like celebrities or people that I yeah. like listen to their podcast hosts and they like talk they about They get how, themselves trouble. Yeah, they get, talk about how um, much you can think about it if you get too uh, invested in it. And it's how much you can say and do things and not think. Yeah. Makes it a lot easier to do that too. And I mean, it's progress and there's pluses and minuses, but, and I do think the cell phone is a good thing, mostly because you can, you know, for emergencies, we never even, never even thought about a cell phone. We never even, no, no. We had a dial rotary phone. <laughs> yeah. We had a party line. Like, like that one there. Yeah. yeah. Just like that. We were on a party line with this girl in Punky Rolls. Remember that one I tell you about? And I, I listened, sit there and listen to him talk. <laughs> I know. Was, I mean, it's hard to even imagine that in this world, but I do think. There is definitely a downside to so much social media, but that would also be attributed to my age, probably. Yeah. But I honestly do think so. Yeah. It's too I mean, easy for people to be too nasty. It's just too yeah. easy to give out. You did, you couldn't get the information on people that you can't get away from. Yeah. Can you guys imagine if you were posting to Facebook when you were like 14, 15, <laughs> and like that followed you to now? I, that's right. Like that's what crazy. I mean. You can do so much without really thinking about what you're doing. Yeah. And no, we couldn't do that. We sat on the phone for hours. And that was about the extent of it. And it's, yeah. So, but I'm not saying it was necessarily better. I, you know, it's different. Different, it's yeah, it's different. different. Right, right, right. But I mean, we got, I think we got out and moved around more. Because well, of the we freedom. Did, because we, had so we much went freedom, outside. You know? Plus, we were told to go, go outside. <laughs> yeah. Leave us alone. <laughs> yeah, basically, children yeah. were kind of seen and not heard. And um, we didn't do a lot of things because we were afraid of the consequences, <laughs> which isn't necessarily a bad thing. My grandfather, I remember, used to tell me all the time if you do that, you're going to pick yourself up in the corner. That <laughs> man never, ever laid a hand on me. He never even really yelled at me. But I believed him, <laughs> and he was he was such a nice guy. You would have loved him. But he would say that, if you do that, you're going to pick yourself up in the corner. And I was like, mm, maybe he's not kidding. <laughs> what, what does it mean? Like, he's it means I'm going to knock you in the corner. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's what it meant. Oh. I think um, it's interesting because the phenomenon of kids like not being able to like there being more awareness and control over what kids are doing in terms of like playing outside and their different activities i think that's much newer than even your generation because like my parents growing up certainly did that like uh krista talks about riding the bus in san francisco or like calling her mom to get picked up when she was very young and you watch things like stranger things and kids (laughs) are just riding around on bikes doing whatever and their parents aren't paying attention so i think um my generation, then maybe like the kids in the 90s were like the first kids where it was like parents were a little more controlling. Helicopters. Yeah. <laughs> Helicopter parents. It started with a, actually it started with a whole new uh, psychological approach to raising kids. Mm-hmm. And we just didn't, I mean, I, my mother considered me very, very lenient as a parent, but I don't think I was that lenient. My kids went to bed because I know they would say to me, even my niece, you know, I can't get rid of that. I can't get rid of it. You know, I, uh, 
we never, even your mom says, we never had that problem. My kids went to bed because I needed them to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Just stay sane. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't, there just wasn't, it was an assumption. You know, it wasn't an option. It was, it's time to go to bed. Are you going to bed at 8.30 after this show? Okay. Because we watched TV back in the days where you had to get up to change the channel. And we had four channels, including the PBS channel. Yeah. <laughs> but that was it. And you had to get up and change the channel. But well, they had good reception down in Florida. When in Connecticut, we were in all those hills. You got an aerial up there about 100 feet <laughs> and a little remote to turn it in a... Up to our desk, good. You know, come in for a few minutes and you go back out and turn it. Oh my God, yeah, funny. that was a constant thing. Turn me. <laughs> like screaming out the window. Yeah, exactly. That's so funny. I don't know. It just, I think today sometimes it shifted when we were younger raising our kids. I mean, our kids, of course, they were our world, but they weren't the only thing in our world. Yes. You know, um, and you should remember this too when you get married. The most important thing is your marriage because everything else comes from there. Mm -hmm. And if the two of you aren't, you know, in tune and if you're not close and if you don't send that vibe, the kids pretty much think they're running things and they can't, they don't really want to either because they know that they're not, that they're not capable. Yeah. But I think that thinking contributed to a lot of problems because kids they first of all we didn't run around with our kids like no. that wasn't the thing i didn't even have a car yeah we didn't run around with our kids mm-hmm. like they do today they're going to 50 million things <laughs> our life was never that structured mm-hmm. in the summertime our lives were just my mom worked i was a latchkey kid before it was an in thing mm-hmm. didn't even have a name and i was a latchkey <laughs> kid but i never did anything and I, I don't know. I just think we we had the freedom, but yet we were more controlled by our parents. If that makes any sense, we had freedoms to come. I think home. it does. Yeah. I'll be back in four hours, or I'm gonna, you know, go to her house or Susie's house, somebody's, and it was okay, fine, you know. <laughs> and but yet we kind of told the norm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we and all the adults in our lives. And speaking of child abuse, I went to Catholic school. And the nuns are vicious with those rulers. I mean, I bet. vicious. You'd be sitting at a desk and you'd be talking and doing things. Like, Whack! That would be child abuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. So, okay. moving in the last few questions. Um, do you have a favorite memory with each of your children and then grandchildren? Oh, you can gosh. do that as a whole, as a group. Because I know. I'm okay, sure. one of our, my favorite favorite memories with our kids when they were young and david was uh i think david yeah david was was born then anyway um my friend linda linda not i know you've heard me talk about him anyway her brother was a pastor at this church in fort lauderdale every christmas they had i mean this christmas pageant what this was not a pageant this was a broadway show i mean the, the whole first half was all Christmas song stuff. Second half was um, all about uh, the nativity, mm-hmm. and it took it even through Easter. I mean, but that was a long. I know that was kind of long. But it was long. But every year we went to it. All of us. Mm-hmm. All all of us went. Dodie, everybody. We all went. And then we went to this restaurant, which was really nice, called Gibby's. 
after. We did it every single year for years. We did it. And it was just a really, it was just something. We, I mean, we did a lot of things. That was, We did do a lot of stuff together. But that was just something that we looked forward to. And it was just a, just a wonderful memory. I And the kids, your mom probably tell you the same thing. Is that where, um, like, they would bring out animals and stuff in nativity? Yeah. Animals yeah. and sheep. That's and, so cool. Oh, it was. It was cool. It, it really was. I mean, it was elaborate. Mm-hmm. It was so elaborate. And, but it used to be just such a fun time. It was an all-day thing. But we, So that was, I think, one of my favorite. But there are a lot of them. We did do a lot. A okay. lot of together stuff when the kids were young. And so I don't know. It's hard to tell. You've mentioned like plenty with all the trips and stuff you've taken. And you speak very fondly of uh, different memories you guys made. We All did, the and the one I told you about, you know, when Grandpa and I got back together, that was really a great one. The, the five of us just were right in the right kind of mood, and we had just had a wonderful time. It was like we're all back together, and it's pretty cool. What about your grandchildren? My grandchildren, okay. Well, that one was a little tough because, as you know, I spent an enormous amount of time with all of you when you were young because, mm-hmm. you know, Mom needed help and I was there several days a week babysitting yeah. and so I got to spend a lot of time mm-hmm. with you guys we both did and some of the favorite things I don't know if you remember but we would babysit your mom and Krista would go out a lot and we would uh, have picnics in the family room which was forbidden see with grandchildren you don't have to follow those rules <laughs> yeah, you, don't. you can do what you want and if you you know told your mom once you want me to babysit then you know I'm not going to tear down your house but I'm going to do what I want to do yeah and so we would have picnics and stuff in the family room and of course everything was picked up and another memory that I particularly loved was taking you guys to see Santa Claus yes yeah you talked about that I love that that (laughs) grandpa and I were so happy when your mom yeah said oh we can you know, yeah, we volunteer, and they say, oh, yeah, you can take them. <laughs> and they were probably like, oh, we need you. I need freedom. But yeah. we loved it. We had, we just enjoyed that. So, and we did that until you guys, it was pushing it. You didn't believe in Santa <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but. One time we had pictures taken. I don't remember this. And we had them take Grandpa and I in the picture. Yes, and Do mom, you and our parents, my parents freaked out. <laughs> like we don't want you guys in the picture. And they were trying to both your mom and, and Mama were like, we came home and I we I did it purposely because I just wanted to bug them. It was fun. Yeah, because I because they're so particular. And I said, oh, this year we changed. We got them like this, and they both looked at each other and. They didn't know what to say. They did not know what to say. It's one of one of my favorite memories is that because they were both um uh oh um yeah no yeah okay that's nice. <laughs> mm, wow. Yeah, I'm so glad you're in their picture. <laughs> so funny. What about uh with David, growing up with David? Because you guys oh were really close God. with him. Grandpa yeah, we were he he spent most of his First, uh, Grant probably, well, I have eight a lot years, of him, eight nine years of fishing he with went me. Camping yeah. with Grant, most of his. Well, David pretty much lived with us the first 
24 years of his life, mm-hmm. either with his mom or by himself. Because nine years he lived with us on his own, from eighth grade till he graduated from college. But we have a lot of neat memories at Disney with him. Yes. We, I know we told you about one where he was playing on the playground and we were sitting <laughs> on the deck drinking beer at this Davy's Crockett's Tavern. Yeah. And we were looking, you know, we, we were sitting looking at him and he's like, oh, watch me. And we're going. <laughs> <laughs> he was about six, I think. But we, um, oh God, Grandpa David, Grandpa added a lot to David's life. Mm-hmm. Um, he went camping, you know, with, well, he went camping with him even after we moved up here. He went mm-hmm. fishing and stuff with him. But he took him camping when he was just barely out of diapers. He took him. And they would have the best time. And Grant would say, I like fishing with David. I said, of course, because he doesn't know any other way to fish but yours. <laughs> yeah, so he doesn't I could leave with that guy at 8 o'clock in the morning. I'd get back to 6 and he'd be just as happy in the boat all day long. Oh, that's I passed on one. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm a big outdoor person. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Chuckalusky, right, is where you guys would go? Well, we used to go to Sebastian, too. Mm. We had that old motorhome. And uh, that thing, we had more fun than that old piece of junk. Yeah, you did. And it was, you could brush your teeth, take a shower, and go to the bathroom all at the same time. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, very cozy. You could yeah, do that's all pretty... of that at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, I made the shower bigger. So, it Kind of, you had, when you sat on the toilet, you had to put your feet in the shower. <laughs> but it was the shower was big enough for me. They had a little dinky one there. And he would come home with all the dirty dishes and all the junk in the shower. <laughs> Can you imagine me and my brothers doing something something like that today? Well, I, I could. I could. If you knew how David would come home, he would come home one time. He went out. I told you he forgot David's clothes. And he had the old motorhome. <laughs> yeah. So the people at Sebastian felt sorry for the kid, and they brought clothes for David <laughs> like to he, wear. Like he was homeless. <laughs> oh my God! Maybe they're living in that thing. <laughs> did they get? Were you there? Did they get home? And no, you were I like, did What not are you go. wearing? <laughs> yeah, he came home with the stuff, and but I forgot his clothes. I left them on the table. <laughs> yeah. But usually, even when he took his clothes, David would come home, and I kid you not, he's probably the Say four, five, six. In that age area, he was okay with it. His clothes would be stiff. He'd had them on so long. Ew. And they would take showers. they jump in this gross pond at Sebastian. It was gross. But his, literally, his clothes would be stiff on him. And he didn't, he didn't even care. It was, it, he really... We'd, we'd have the fish in a bucket, you know, he'd be over there playing with them. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that are used for bait or like the no, ones you caught? caught. Oh, yeah. Oh, he'd play in the bait buckets too. <laughs> Those anyway. were shrimp we generally fished with. Where was it you went? River, what was it? River's End or River something? River, yeah, the river was up in uh, Kissimmee. Yeah. Rather a river, yeah. And he and David was about seven then, I think. And so they got on their bikes and rode to the little bar and stuff. And David met a little girl about his age there. And so they were up till like 2 in the morning. <laughs> and then trying to ride back on the bike. I'm sure that was David still. But it was funny because, well, it's kind of like you guys. It's like, yeah, well, I like Grant. You know? <laughs> like, sounds like Grant. Yeah. yeah. So. so there were a lot of memories with David. We went away a lot with the different people, camping with a lot of different people. 
Yeah. yeah. I did not go. <laughs> I opted to stay home. So it seems like your attitude towards the outdoors was more so passed on. <laughs> At least me and my mom. Outdoors is way overrated. <laughs> indoors is underrated, I think. <laughs> Humans work so hard to make indoors. <laughs> like, why would we go back outdoors? There was an uh, uh, op-ed in the paper about that this guy wrote. Why does everybody keep telling me to go outside? <laughs> Inside, I have the temperature the way I want it. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Oh, no, your mom's not big, but... She went camping a couple of yeah, He burned the hell out of her ears. He, <laughs> Wait, what? He, well, he didn't make sure she had put oh, stuff on her and burned her ears. That's funny. <laughs> that's when we were in the tents, so. though. <laughs> oh, God, what a nightmare. That was down in the Keys. We were. We're very lucky, Clayton, because we have these memories. And yeah. for your whole life, there's nothing better than making memories. Nothing better. And. You, those are what you have forever. And we've made a lot of memories with all of you. All yeah. people we know and all with all you guys, mm -hmm. yeah. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed listening to my discussion with my grandparents as much as I enjoyed having it. If you would like to be a host or guest for an episode, send me an email at the stories worth sharing at gmail.com. That's the stories worth sharing at gmail.com. Got the in front of the title. Uh, I'm not sure when episode two will come out. So subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you are notified as soon as it becomes available. Thanks and I'll see you next time.